Praise God. I believe we broke through something last Sunday. Tore down some walls. We addressed some adversaries. Spoke the powerful name of Jesus Christ. And we're going to continue to do it. Somebody say revival. Ah, Lord, what a power in this place today. Thank you for being with us, Lord. Thank you for coming. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. What an authority in this house. There is an authority in the house today, right now. Mm. Jesus. Jesus. There is power speaking out of you. 
the Lord has visited us today. Some of you have a situation going on in your life right now. You need to pray in the spirit against it right now. God has given you authority to pray right now. Pray right now and bind it. Pray right now. Pray right now and cast it off. Cast it out. Pray with authority. Pray. Pray with authority. Pray with power. Jesus in your mighty name. Jesus in your name. Reach over, put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder if there's one near you. Just begin to pray in authority over them right now. You don't know what they're facing. You don't know what they're going through. But there's a power in this place, I'm telling you, to conquer situations, to change conditions, to turn roads right now, right now. Speak with authority. Speak with authority into your brother, your sister's life. Speak with authority. Jesus in your name. Come on, that's it. Just a moment longer. Let something rise up in you. Let something rise up in you. I take authority over this sickness. I take authority over this oppression. Authority over this depression. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Woo! Oh, I like what my brother said. No more questions. I'm just going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Jesus, in your mighty name, move amongst us here today. Move amongst us right now. Oh, let that spirit flow through you. You haven't prayed in the spirit in a while. Let the Holy Ghost flow through you right now. Let the spirit speak out of you. Other words, as the spirit gives the utterance. Jesus. Let words flow to her mouth, oh God, like a river, Lord. Let them 
Come on, somebody. Come on, take authority over sickness. Take authority over sickness. Take authority over that situation. There's power in this place. God has visited us. We call upon your name, Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus. wonder if we have the faith to go a little higher. I wonder if we've got it in us today just to go one further step with God to see what he will do, where he will take us, what he will do in our midst here today. Will he open the blind eyes? Will he create the eye that's missing? Will he cause the lame to come out of the wheelchair? Will he heal the arthritis? Will he cast out diabetes? Come on, just a moment longer, church. We're tarrying before the Lord. Find someone to pray with. If, if you're not in deep prayer yourself, if you're not in travail yourself right now, find a brother or a sister and pray with them. There are needs in the house. There are needs in the house. We got to minister to one another. It's what we're here for. The Lord has brought His Spirit into this place. We might minister to one another. We might help one another. Bless one another. Strengthen one another. Uplift one another. Encourage one another. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not here to judge my brother. I'm here to love him. I'm not here to judge my sister. I'm here to pray for her. I'm here to help, help. Uplift, encourage. We've got saints here today that's lost their husbands. They've lost their wives. They've lost their children. This is a difficult time of the year. It brings sadness and heartache. But God has come to help. God has come to encourage. God has come to bring strength. He's come to touch us with His love.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, you're wonderful. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. You're mighty, Lord. You're mighty. We love you. We praise you. We adore you. We love you. We praise you. We adore you. Thank you, Jesus. One more time, let's stand to our feet and praise the Lord. Will you do that as we make our way back to our seats? Come on. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for coming amongst us, Lord. Thank you for visiting us. Thank you for speaking, God. Thank you for speaking to us, ministering, God. We love you, Father. We love you. 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 We adore you, Jesus. We adore you. We adore you, Jesus. We adore you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. I understand that we've already been here a little while. I won't hold us long. I won't hold us long, but I just want the Lord to, to minister, to minister in his mighty, powerful name. I got just a few words. I feel the Lord wants to speak to us. Now, these are last Sunday we dealt with situations and brought people down and prayed and or whenever that I think it was last Sunday it was a couple Sundays ago I wasn't here last Sunday was I yeah it didn't matter whenever it was and we dressed and God moved I feel like things broke and you know this is a, a, a this is actually a difficult time of the year and and because we are, we are people that if you have lived any length at all, situations and conditions and family and the list goes on, has a way of bringing heartache and pain. You know, you know what I'm talking about. This time of the year sometimes can resurface a lot of things and, and what should be a a joyful time can become a very difficult time. Battling the mind and battling depression and battling loneliness. And spirits have a way of arising and affecting families and marriages. We need to recognize, we need to recognize that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And, and that we need to make sure that we address things proper. So I want to speak to us today. I feel like the Lord gave this to me and a couple of Sundays ago I just sort of touched on it. We're going to bypass that and get to some things here and uh, about about being one of those who are unshakable. Look at your neighbor and say I am unshakable. Did you mean it? Tell somebody else, I am unshakable. I will not be moved. <laughs> Woo, you got to tell that spirit, I will not be moved.
no longer going to be a passive Christian. We're going to be an aggressive Christian. On fire for God. Alive and aggressive in the power of the Holy Ghost. Tired of those things messing with us. Messing with our families. You got to get up in their face. You can't. Hebrews 12 and 27, there's something here today. Let's preach about it for a little while. And this word yet once more signifies the removing. Everybody say the removing. The removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made. And those things which cannot, which cannot be shaken may remain. That those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Everybody say may remain. Wherefore we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. I will not be shaken. Because everything shaken gets removed. But that which will not be shaken... No matter what goes on, it will remain. And I am preaching to a group of men and women today who have made up their mind. I will not be moved. Put your hands together and give God praise. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, Jesus. Lord bless you, you may... Be seated. We mentioned just a little a couple of weeks ago that in 25 years of pastoring, I have never seen an attack against a church and ministry like we have witnessed in the last, uh, uh, the last six months or so. I felt like, or actually a couple of years, but especially since the 25th anniversary. I felt like it was just us, but as I travel and I speak and I talk, I find out that this attack seems to be everywhere. It is unprecedented. In a meeting not long ago, and we uh, had said and listened to a man of God as he revealed as, as he revealed what God had showed him, and how that there was an unleashing of the adversary, and how the move of the adversary went into the crevices of the United States of America and around the world. And it began just a couple of years ago, and it has been intensifying. It is what we are experiencing as the church. But I read to you in the text today that we are a part of a kingdom that will not be moved. We are a part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I've come to tell you, brother, sister, that as long as you stay connected, stay with this, stay planted in the church, stay planted in the kingdom of God, nothing's going to move you, nothing's going to break you, you are going to make it, you are going to get through, we're going to get through this thing victorious and on fire. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
The Bible says that there will be a removing of those things that are shaken. It's sort of similar to what the Lord says. Oh, that it is. Be beware of the one in whom offense comes by. But offense must come. Why? Because it's through the offense that we separate those in the kingdom and those that are not. This is what God is saying. He doesn't like the fact that the shaking's coming, but the shaking must come because it's the shaking that separates those who have sold out to him and those who have not. And everything that is shaken, it must be removed that it makes room for those of us who will not be moved I'm telling you there is a revival coming like we have never witnessed like we have never seen backsliders are coming home oh yes they are backsliders are coming home Families coming in. Oh, yes, it is. God is shaking this world. He's shaking a foundation. But the church, it's going to stand. The church, it's going to remain. And they're going to flee to us. Come on. Say, I will not be shaken. He said there's going to be a shaking because those things that can be shaken, they got to be removed. But he said those things which cannot be shaken, they will remain. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 1. Let me preach for a little while today. Is that all right? I'm not sure how long we're going to go, but God wants to get into our hearts and speak to us here today. That's Second Thessalonians 2 and 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him that ye be not soon shaken in mind or troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us at the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall come except there come a falling away first except there be a shaking and that man of sin be revealed the son of petition and so Paul speaks to the church of Thessalonica and he tells them I know it's difficult I know it's hard I know we've been believing for Christ to come and he hasn't come yet and there's persecution and there's trouble and there's dilemmas and there's false doctrine but Paul the apostle said you and I we need to get it in our heads and not be shaken in our mind neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter and so it's like this we gotta love God with all our heart all our soul all our mind all our strength it is the first commandment it is what we are called to do and if we will do that we will be unshakable I wish I could tell us that it's going to be a bed of roses. I wish I could tell you 
that everything's going to be smooth. But I can't. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, in the Holy Ghost, things are about to get rougher than you and I could have ever imagined. Things are going to become more difficult for the child of God in this world. Adversaries are going to be released. Battles are going to be fought. But I have come to proclaim we are part of a kingdom that cannot be moved. If we are going to be unshakable, tell your neighbor, I'm unshakable. Let me teach a little bit. If we're going to be unshakable, then we need to be unshakable in our mind. It's where it starts. It's where everything begins. You know what I'm talking about. You lay in bed at night and you build scenarios that never happen, never come to pass. But you torment yourself with it. You drive yourself crazy. You think of all the wrongs, all the negatives, what's going on. The devil's trying to move your mind. Because if he can move your mind, he can move everything else. We got to be unshakable in our mind. We got to put on the mind of Christ. We got to put on, come on somebody. The mind of Christ. We got to regenerate our thinking with the Word of God. We got to renew our minds in Christ. We got to get in the book. We got to get in prayer. We got to say, God, remake my mind. Paul said, We got to be unshakable in the spirit of the mind and things you feel. We have to be unshakable in the spirit or the words of your mind, the things you hear. We got to be unshakable in the letter of our mind, the things you see and the things you read. Paul said, don't let your feelings, don't let your hearing, and don't let your seeing. For the, for the, the Bible says, we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. I don't go by what the world says. I go by what God says. I don't go by what I see. I go by what I know. I don't go by what my little mind is trying to tell me. Oh, no. I will arrest my thoughts. I will arrest my mind with the word of God. When the devil says I'm sick, I'm going to tell the devil by his stripes I was healed. When the devil says I'm poor, I'm going to tell him the word of God says I am rich in Christ. And he will provide my every need according to his riches in glory. When the devil or my mind tells me I'm lonely and I'm depressed, I'm going to say I've got a friend in Jesus. I'm going to say 
I've got his peace. And he don't take his peace from me. Come on, church. We need to be unshakable in our mind. Clap your hands to the Lord and give God praise. That old song. I never promise you a road's gonna lead. Gotta be a little rain sometimes. Y'all ever heard that song? hundred years ago. Jesus sang that song in Matthew 24 and 6. He said, you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. What is the Lord saying? Oh, yeah, wars are coming. Trouble's coming. But don't be troubled in your mind. Don't be troubled in your spirit. These things have got to happen. Know in your heart, believe in me. Have overcome the world, and you're gonna overcome the world. They hated me, they're gonna hate you, but don't worry about it. I overcame them, you're gonna overcome them. Somebody's gotta get this in their mind. I wish there was three of me. I'd have us all screaming as loud as we could. God's trying to get into your head. He's trying to tell you to shut up. Shut up your thoughts. Shut up your fears. Shut up your doubts. Shut up your, your, your disagreements. And start calling on him. Put the word in your head. Put promises in your head. Put prayer in your head. Yeah, there's going to be trouble. It's going to be all kinds of trouble. But you don't have to worry about it. Stay in the unmovable. I'm probably going to be moved. But if I'll stay in the unmovable, and the Bible only talks of one thing in the universe that will not be shaken. And everything else is shaken. There's one thing that will not be shaken. It's the church. Somebody for the life of me, please tell me why anybody thinks if I get out of church, things are going to be better. If you're broke in church, you're going to be broke out of church. 
I mean, unless you start lying, cheating, and stealing, playing the lottery. Then you're really going to be broke because you ain't never going to win. You're already a loser. You got out of church. You need to take that off of Facebook. That was for the privacy of this precious people. Hebrews 12 and 3. For consider him. Look at your neighbor and tell him, it's been rough. Tell somebody else, it's been tough. Find one other person and tell them it's hard. And every one of you telling the truth. It's rough, it's tough, and it's hard. And nowhere's in this book does God promise anything else. All that foolishness out there. I'm getting back to the old pastor now, but all that foolish preaching out there. Oh, just walk around. You're just not claiming your blessing. He's just not claiming your blessing. If you'll just claim your blessing. Now, I'm, I, don't, I understand. We can claim blessing. I understand that. But they're forgetting a major thing. The Lord said, whatever you give in this life, Whatever you have given up in this life, he told his disciples. I think it was, I don't know which one it was. One of the disciples came up to Jesus, probably Peter. He was a big mouth. And came up to Jesus and he said, Lord, we have left everything. We've left our houses and our families. We've left everything. And we are following you. What are we going to get? Basically, Peter was saying, what's in it for me? And the Lord looked at him and he said, I want to tell you something. Everyone that whatever you have given up in this life. He said, I will repay you a hundred fold in this life. He went on to say that in this life. And. The one to come. You know how he ends that verse? You know what the last two words of that verse is? With persecutions. He could have left that out. We could have just stuck with the reward part. I give. I give a dollar. You give me a hundred. That's what you say. Hundredfold. I give a hundred dollars. You give me. Somebody do the math. Ten thousand. Is that right? Huh? I give a thousand, you give me a hundred thousand. Yeah. That's that's the math. In this life and in and in the life to come. With persecutions. Boy, he knows us, doesn't he? He so knows us. He knows that the more blessings he pours on you, the more persecutions need to follow to keep you humbled. And submit it. And to keep your feet planted in this kingdom. Because only this kingdom shall not be moved.
And that's the reason why the Lord says, you may have to give up your spouse. You may have to give up your children. You may have to give up your parents. I'm not sure what you're going to have to give up. But if you love anything more than you love me, you're not worthy of the kingdom. Because nothing can be attached. I've got to be in the kingdom. It is unmovable. My mind has got to be made up. I've got to be unshaken and know that trials and tribulations and persecution and difficulties are going to come. But my mind is made up. Oh, God, I pray, help me, help me, help me, God, help me express this. It's the Holy Ghost is trying, he's trying to tell us, get your mind off your situation. Get your mind off of your difficulties and your problems. He knows everything that's going on in your life. He can heal you. He can bless you. He can do whatever he wants and focus on what God has called you to do and become unmovable. It's why he told us, Sister Zori, that there will be persecution. There will be trouble. He said in one of the books, he said, all of the afflictions that come upon the world come upon you. Talked about that, Sister Peterman. Good to have Sister Peterman with us. We sent her husband home to be with the Lord yesterday. He passed a few days ago, 80, 79 Almost 80 years old. Been serving God since he was about six, seven years old. Is that not awesome? They were married 60 years. Give the Lord praise for that. But it's appointed unto every man to die. In Sister Peterman's case, and pastor's just being really straightforward right now, real hard, but stay with me. In Sister Peterman's case, she lived a long life with her husband. Beautiful marriage. He was a good man. She sent him home after 60 years of being together, him living for God all of his life. His father was a UPC pastor. He worked in the youth when he was younger as a youth leader, man of God, served God all his life. We would go visit him, my wife, every Friday. I'd go with her every once in a while when he was better, you know, when cognitive a little more and he would speak in tongues and we would pray together and then we'd do a puzzle he liked doing puzzles and uh or my wife liked doing puzzles i'm not sure which one it was but we always end up doing a puzzle that's a beautiful life but it still hurts doesn't it sister peterman it hurts to send him home doesn't it after 60 years of being together it hurts but then we have sister Wright. sister Wright, where are you did she leave she was here earlier she may. We've been in church a long time. God bless you people that are hanging around. I appreciate you hanging around. Let me preach to you. Sister Wright lost her husband just a couple of, what, a year ago maybe? Has it even been that long? A few months. And uh, they had only been, only been married for a few years. My God, that's painful. It's hard. We have a family. I'm not going to name them. Just recently lost a two-year-old, two-year-old son. How do you handle that? How do you walk through that valley? 
tell you how you do it. You do it the way that every one of these that I've just mentioned have done it. You plant your feet in the only thing that will forever be unmovable. And that's the kingdom of God. And no matter how strong the wind blows. And no matter how much the boat rocks, and no matter how much the ground shakes, and no matter how hard and difficult it is, and no matter what the battle in the heart, the mind, and the spirit is, my feet are planted in the only thing that will never be moved, and that is the kingdom of God. And as long as I keep coming, and as long as I keep serving, and as long as I keep praying, and as long as I stay, and I plant my feet, I will be unmoved. That's how it's done. There is no other way. There is no other method. There is no other power. You get in the church. You stay in the church. You plant your feet. No matter what comes, you never throw in the towel. It's not going to get any better out there. What you're in is the only thing that's going to make it all the way to the end. I know we've gone through hard things. We've gone through difficult, difficult things. There were people in this church here today that you're dying in your body and there's no cure for your disease. There's people here in the church today, you are financially ruined or on the brink of it. There are people in this church today, you have uh, mental disorders and it's difficult to keep concentration and focus. People here today, sugar diabetes, blood pressure, marriage problems, children problems, children in jail, situations, dilemmas, troubles. Oh, but I am unshakable. Why? Not because I'm so great, but I have planted my feet in the only thing that will never move. And I have a promise for you today. If you'll stay in this thing, a day will come when their world shakes. When their world is crumbling, they're going to see the only thing that is still standing. And they will come. They will run. They will hurry. They will rush. He said there's going to be trouble. There's going to be, there's going to be difficult. But let not your heart be troubled. Don't let your consciousness, your soul, your, your thinking, your processing, Don't let it be troubled. I'm letting you know these things are coming. I'm letting you know that you're going to face heartache, pain, difficulty. I'm letting you know it's not, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Then Paul says in Hebrews. 
and it gets real tough. When it's to the point, Sister Kelly, that you don't think you can go on. You have absolutely reached your limit, ability to continue this. Let me tell you, it's not just you. The ministry goes through this too. I resign every Monday. I'm going to resign in the morning. Glad I get to it. There are so many situations in the church right now, and there is not a moment of peace. When I hang up with one, the next one. I hang up with that one, it's the next one. Hang up with that one, it's the next one. And I'm not saying that for you not to call. That's what I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. My wife's here for you. We're here for you. I'm just telling you that I know that we are in times of great trouble. Paul says, when you were at that point, and I really want us to go a different direction with this message, but this is what God wants to do. When you are at that point that you just can't go any further, Paul said, I want you to do something. Hebrews 12 and 3. He said, I want you to consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Now, why does Paul ask us to consider him? And what he's saying there is, I want you to take your troubles and your trials and your difficulties And I want you to go stand at the foot of the cross. And I want you to look up at him on that cross. Because that's what he's talking about here. Consider him that endured such contradictions of sinners against himself. He's talking the moment of crucifixion. And I want you to look at that cross. And Paul didn't mean to compare your hurts to his. Because you and I both know we can't do that. Right? But that doesn't mean your hurts aren't real. I'm trying to close this, but the Lord is ministering right now. We all live in bubbles. And that's why it's not right to judge another. You, you can't look at another and say, well, he, he's not facing what I'm facing. They're not going through what I'm going through. In their bubble, they are. We all live in our own bubble in a way. And I don't mean that in a, in a negative way. Our problems are real to us. Our difficulties are real to us. And they can become extreme. And I can't feel your pain. I can pray for you, but I cannot feel your pain. 
I can never comprehend you. I do know this. If you're facing a trial even much greater than my own, it's because God trusts you. He trusts you. And Paul said, I want you to go and I want you to look at him. Take your troubles and look at him, the cross. He wasn't meaning that go be in Go be embarrassed or go be condemned because you have complained of your sufferings and look at him and he has suffered so much more. That's not how God works. God goes through too much trouble in the word of God to explain to me and you that he understands we suffer. And that he's with us in our sufferings. Paul said, take your troubles and go stand before the one who died on Calvary. Because the moment you look in his eyes, your troubles will fade away. Watch me now. Watch me. For the Bible says, with joy. He endured the cross. He endured the cross. I'm getting this verse wrong, but I'm close enough. Bible quizzes. He endured the cross because of the joy of what was to come. That's what the verse means. What was he talking about? You. He's talking about you. How's it go? Set before him. He endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him. He's talking about you, Chris Paul. All of the pain that went through him. There was a smile on his face. Because he saw you. And he said, everything I'm walking through is worth it. And when you look into his eyes, that same spirit will get a hold of you. And everything that you're having to go through and everything that you're having to suffer will fade away. Because he will set before you your lost children coming in. Your lost spouse coming in. Co-workers, friends situations, whatever it is, he will set before you, endure, and I will bring them in. It's the joy. When you come before him, it's not the pain you're going to get a hold of. It's the joy you're going to get a hold of. It's not the suffering that's going to rack your body. It's the joy that's going to grip your heart. And he, finished, he finishes that verse that says, lest ye be weary and faint in your mind.
burdens. Bring your troubles. Bring your pain. Stand before the cross. Look in his eyes and let that joy that got a hold of him, let it get a hold of you. Because if you don't do that, the trouble you're in, it just may weary you. It just may cast you down. But if I can get back in his presence, it's what happened in this place here today. We brought our troubles. We brought our difficulties into this place. But God fell upon us. And all of a sudden with hands raised and mouths opened, we began to praise him and love him and glorify him. And the Holy Ghost began to speak. And the power and the joy of God began to come down. It's not that your troubles went away. It's you got a glimpse of him. You got a glimpse of him. Everything's going to be all right. I got a touch of the joy. I got a touch of the strength. I will endure. My feet are planted. I'm in the only thing that is unshakable. I am unmovable. That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Huh? Whose mind is stayed on thee because he, because he trusteth in thee. That will keep him in perfect peace. Peace whose mind is stayed on thee. We shouldn't have to preach a sermon like this. But this is how you get through Christmas. Without going insane. Whose mind is stayed on him. There's something about a fake joy the world brings for a season that makes those of us who have tasted true joy get depressed. It's true. We know their joy is fake. We know it's temporary. Romans 8 and 6, I'm trying to close. I, I'm trying to give you some word. If I could somehow describe to you how huge this spirit is. And that if you and I don't become aware of what really is happening, we will fall into its trap. And you will wake up in the morning and you will be depressed and you won't even know why. You'll go through the day and be oppressed and you won't even know why because Satan is such a deceiver. He comes clothed in joy, but he's really bringing pain and sorrow. And he bathes people in it. Bathes people in it. But if we can get our minds on him, we can defeat this thing. I hope I'm helping somebody today. I hope the Lord's helping somebody today. That we've been facing things. 
Let's stand. Music, if you will come. Listen to Romans. For to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind, now watch this. The carnal mind is an enemy of God. The carnal mind fights against everything that God is trying to do for you. James said a double-minded man is what? Unstable. Unstable. That means when the shaking comes, you'll be moved. Unstable in all of his ways. Peter said, wherefore, Gird up the loins of your mind. Do you know what that word means, loins of your mind? It means the procreative part of your mind, the imagination of your mind. That's where we get in trouble. We let our imaginations run off. He said, gird up, lock up, wrap up. Tie up, conceal the loins of your mind, the imaginations of your mind. He said, be sober, get a hold of yourself, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul said, take your troubles. And go behold the one whose sinners crucified. Who said, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. All that can be moved will be moved. So let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. That while they were driving the nails in his hands, the only thing on his mind was a blood-bought church. While they ripped the hairs from his face and the cat of nine tails pulled the meat from his back, the only thing on his mind was a blood-bought church. While they spit in his face and put a crown of thorns on his head and slapped him across his head with a, with a reed until it broke and mocked him, O king of the Jews, and then led him to bear his own cross up a hill and dropped it in the ground on that rugged cross. The only thing on his mind was a blood. To the point that he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Let this mind be in you. 
that everything that comes my way, every pain, every sorrow, every difficulty, and don't misunderstand, Pastor, I wouldn't walk in some of your shoes for nothing in the world. I don't know how you stand them. I don't know how you do them. You must have kept your mind on him. And when you keep your mind on him, your feet stay planted. And the only thing that will never be moved, and that's the church. Be not conformed to this world. But be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good, acceptable, perfect will of God. If we're going to be unshakable, we have to be unshakable in our this is where the battle is, folks. This is where the majority of you are fighting. I got this. If I could just get this right. There's only one way to do it. We have to renew our minds. And how do we do that? The Bible tells us we do that through the word of God. Satan brings up a past fault and failure in your life that torments you. You tell him. Devil, you are not more powerful than the blood of Jesus. And I put that under the blood, and God has forgiven me. And I'm not going to let you help me condemn myself over something God has forgiven me of. They drugged that woman. They cast her before Jesus. And they were there to condemn him, condemn her. But he would not let them condemn her for something he would not. So why are you condemning yourself over something that Jesus no longer condemns you over? Let it go. Put it under the blood. Quit letting your mind torment you. Because that's where he's going to get you. Bring your loins of the mind. The Bible tells us in another place, casting down every imagination. Cast it down. Quit imagining things and get in the book and find out what's real. Quit building scenarios and get in the book and start speaking things that are true. And you wake up with a pain in your back and you spend an hour dying of cancer. In your mind, trying to figure out how your family's going to survive. And you find out it was one too many pomegranates there. 
every age. Can you stand? One too many toes. I just can't, I don't know what causes kidney stones. That's just, I, I hear they're pretty bad. And no, I do not need to have one to experience your pain. I have no, no. I will pray for you without having one. Get in that book and say, Lord, whatever this is, your word says I'm healed. That's how you control that mind. Sister Peterman, can you hear me, Sister Peterman? What? I'm so glad she's as ornery as I am. Sister Peterman, when you get lonely, now I'm not talking about little loneliness. That's normal. You lost your husband. But I'm talking about if it starts controlling your mind. And consuming your soul. You say Lord. You said. You would be a husband. To the widower. That's how you take care of that. And the moment you speak that. The power of God is going to come upon you. Because you are. Casting down your imagination. You are replacing it with the only true living Word of God. You're girding up the loins. Whatever you're battling, battling your children, your, your marriage, your job. Stop letting your imagination run. Get it back under control. Plant your feet. God's trying to save someone today. He's telling you. Get back in that book. And start speaking into your situation. The word of God. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. I know I've gone a long time, but you know what? It's been a long time since I went a long time. I deserve one every once in a while. I, I, if you're battling something in your mind, yeah, you may be battling it in your body, but I mean it's messing with the mind. I want, us to, I want you to come down. We're going to pray. And, and don't be ashamed. I, it can be finances. It could be a family situation, marriage, a single young man, a single young lady, you're battling some things in your mind. We're going to win this thing because we are unshakable. And why are we unshakable? Because our feet are planted in the church. And the church is unmovable. And I keep my feet planted in the kingdom by keeping my mind stayed on him. And his word said, if you'll keep your mind stayed on me, 
I will give you peace. My Lord. I'm telling you, the Lord just revealed to me, we are breaking this spirit that hovers and controls things during this worldly season. I know we're supposed to be honoring the birth of Christ, and we're going to have a drama this year and all that good stuff. But I'm talking about the spirit that comes in. Suicide rates are higher this time of the year than any other time of the year. Why? Because of the mind. And the Lord just showed me that this word has permeated into this atmosphere. And if you're willing to step out, if you're willing to come down to this altar, if you're willing to do that today, God is going to touch your mind in a special way. When we begin to pray here in just a moment, the Lord is going to touch you in a special way. Yes, He is. If you're here and you do not have the Spirit of the Lord, you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, I invite you to come. Come, let God touch you. Let Him touch your mind. You've never been baptized in the name of Jesus. We'd love to baptize you today. We have a baptism out there. God will wash away your sins, the word of the Lord says. And you'll come out of that water a new creature in Christ. Why don't you come give your life to the Lord. Come give your life to Him. Come, come yield yourself to Him. Come give yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. Quit fighting your battles. Quit trying to win this mind game. And come give yourself to God. Come yield yourself to Him. Let Him help you. Let Him touch you. Let Him give you strength. We are about to break this thing. We're fixing to pray. And I'm tired. And just like a couple of Sundays ago, we broke so many things. And you could feel the freedom and the spirit in this service. It's going to happen again. And we're going to pray here today. And we're addressing a particular thing. It's a powerful, powerful, powerful spirit. It's a spirit of the world. And, and it, it can manipulate us. And, 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 of course, it's us making decisions. But I've preached on that already. And we're going to make that decision today. And that decision today is going to be, I am going to stop letting that devil mess with my mind. It stops today. And there's only one way to do that. That's the Word of God. And I'm using the word devil very loosely. Most of the devils are us. We're our own devil. You know that, right, most of the time? Well, we're about to fix it. And we're going we're gonna to break this thing, this atmosphere. Not only amongst us, but God, we're breaking it over our families. Hallelujah. We're breaking this thing out of our homes. My, 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 my. Oh, yes, yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. We're going to break this thing over this city. Come on, you believe we can do that? I I'm telling you, we can. We can. We can break this thing to such a way that when you 
when you speak to someone, they're going to open up to you. You're going to be able to minister to them because this thing's going to be broken. They're going to be able to respond because you're going to have power and you're going to have authority. And everywhere you go, my Lord, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is showing me this right now. Everywhere you go, you're going to clear out the atmosphere because you're going to have power over it right now. Everywhere you go, people whose minds, whose minds are under, under influence, ungodly influence, whose minds have been clouded and deceived by the things of the world and the ways of the world, you're going to walk into their midst, instantly have power over that and break that over them and be able to minister to them. Every mind on the Lord right now. Come on, we're, we're, walk, we're making our way into this. Mm. We're making our way into this. Father, in your mighty name. Lord, in your mighty name, we love you, Jesus. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for the victory, God. The victory that we're receiving right now. The victory that we're about, God, to be endowed with. Inundated with, God. Permeate our minds and our spirits, Lord. Just filtrate your way into our lives make your way into our lives right now God our minds are going to be stayed on thee Lord no longer God no longer we're going to let our imaginations run we're going to bring them under control and, and we're going to do it by speaking the word of God getting in that word and speaking the word of God we're going to do it by, by bringing our troubles and standing before the cross and letting that same joy that filled you at your worst moment, that same joy that captivated you, Jesus, when you were suffering on the cross. We're going to let that same joy get a hold of us. And in the middle of our trouble, the middle of our dilemma, the middle of our situation, we're going to be overwhelmed by the joy and the love and the peace of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands. Lift your hands in authority. That's it. I can feel it. Come on, lift your hands in authority. I can feel it. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, the authority of the Word of God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak right now into the spirit realm. We speak right now into this spirit that would hover over the brothers and sisters of Christ, the saints of God. We speak by the power of the blood. Would hover over our families. We speak by the power of the blood that would try to captivate our minds. We speak by the power of the blood. We cast you off. We break your power. We break your influence. We crush you. In the name of Jesus, we crush you by the power of the blood. We cast you off. Cast you off our minds. Cast you off our homes. Cast you off our marriages. Cast you off our lives. Off our children. Come on. Come on, cry out to him. 
Come on, call on God. I'm telling you, it's here. Lay hands on your own mind. Take your hand. Lay it on your forehead. Come on, pray over yourself. Pray over your mind. Pray over your mind. God, I yield my mind to you. I yield my mind to your word. I yield my mind to your spirit. I yield my mind to your ways. I yield my mind to you, God. Woo! I bring into captivity every imagination. I cast it down. I gird up the loins of my mind. When thoughts come to me, I'm going to speak the word to it. When something tries to get a hold of me, I'm going to speak the word of God to it. Come on, God's trying to help somebody. God's trying to help you. This is going to change your life. God's going to give you authority today. Everywhere as you go, you're going to have power. You're going to have authority. He's doing that for you right now. He's doing that for you right now. He's doing that for you right now. Come on. Come on. You've been letting the devil mess with your mind too long. Come on. You got to get a hold of this. You got to get a hold of this. You got to get a hold of this. I'm gonna yield it to you. I'm gonna yield it. 
the word. I'm going to be unmovable. I'm going to be unshakable. Break through the pride. Break through the shame. I've had enough of staying the same. Break through the fear. Open the door. You've been tormented too long. You've been tormented too long. I give it to you, God. I give it to you. It's your mind. It's your mind. you are you have no idea how powerful you are God can just get your mind I give you my mind break through the pride break through the shame Jesus